0: Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. Your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast with Blake Tallison. I'm Chris Larson, and we are back with another show this week. And today we're going to be talking about Fish houses. And I know a lot of people are getting pumped up, ready for the season. Uh, for those of you that already have a house, awesome. But if you're really thinking about moving up to a fish house, we're going to be talking today a little bit about some of the factors you should be thinking about when you go out and do some shopping. Uh, we're not going to talk about brands today. What we're going to talk about is kind of the steps that you should take once you decide on what brand you want to go with or what type of house you want to go with. We're going to kind of break down some of those things. Um, One of the first things we need to think about, though, is, you know, to spend this kind of money on a house, um, you probably are going to want to use it for more than just ice fishing. I mean, ice fishing season with a fish house, even in northern Minnesota, you're probably looking at three months tops. Um, So you're going to want to use this as a camping thing as well. So some things to think about when it comes uh, to using it as camping. Um, Blake, I know you do a lot of camping as well. Uh, what are some kind of some things that people should be thinking about when they're they're thinking about kind of more of a, instead of just a one season fish house, more of a full season type of thing?
1: Well, obviously, you know, winter to summer, there's a ton of different things you have to consider. Like there's things that you need for the wintertime that you don't necessarily need in the summer. And there's things you need in the summer that you don't need in the winter. Uh, like some of those things, obviously like air conditioning, like that's, uh, it's kind of a luxury, but is it something that you want to add to your fish house setup? If you're gonna be using it in the summer it might come in extremely handy especially on days like today where it's hot and humid uh, other things obviously you know do you want a fridge in there or do you want to rely on things like a cooler uh, th- those are just a couple of the things that you might not think about specifically you're only going to use it for ice fishing uh, if you can use it in the summer months some of that stuff kind of comes in handy
0: yeah for sure so the house that i use is a six and a half by 14 and i don't have a fridge in there and i use it mostly in the winter time so uh i don't even actually uh in the winter time i've just got my cooler put it outside and really it's more or less to keep the stuff from freezing rather than keeping it cold in there uh just the cooler kind of insulation from freezing um but i do have an air conditioner and i can tell you if you're gonna go camping it is just a necessity for me. I mean, otherwise you're just going to bake inside that fish house. It becomes kind of an oven. So if you do plan on doing some camping with it, I think the air conditioning is is a big thing. Obviously, there is a hole in the roof where the air conditioner has to go. So that's something to think about. It may create leaks. Uh, the house that I have, I haven't run into that problem yet, which is great. Uh, we're going to knock on wood for that. Um, but that's just something to think about with that. Um, there are some portable air conditioner options you can go with if you want to be able to pull that thing out. Uh, having the air conditioner on it does add about a foot and a half to two foot of height to it. So if getting it through a garage door is a problem, um, that's something to think about Where I store my house I've got a 14 foot door it's not really a problem but uh, that's something to think about as well. And speaking of that, let's talk about length. Uh, there's a lot of things to think about with length. Uh, Blake, what do you have there?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it kind of all depends on how much space you want. That's where that kind of length factor comes into place. Uh, I mean, for for somebody like you who's had fish houses in the past, like, what was the decision for you that made you decide on a 14-foot house?
0: Yeah, having that shorter house is nice. You don't, you know, it's lighter. You don't need as much ice to get out on the um, obviously if you're going pull your pull it out there at the truck you're gonna need enough ice to get your truck out there but having that smaller mm-hmm. house with, and, and mine is six and a half wide too so uh, you don't it's just a lot lighter you can pull it out with a, with a four-wheeler. Uh, I wouldn't I don't hook it right to the four-wheeler but you can get a dolly. Uh, you can pull it out with the snowmobile. There's lots of different options to get that house out on the ice that that don't re, that doesn't require a truck which is pretty nice. Um, but I can tell you when you get into an eight foot wide house compared to the six and a half, you can definitely tell the difference. It is a a much tighter deal with the six and a half, um, compared to the eight. You know, I, have fished out of Joel Nelson's house quite a few times and just having that eight foot is really nice. Um, again, my house doesn't have a bathroom in it either. So if you're going to put a bathroom and and if you're going to put a fridge and all that kind of stuff in there it starts taking up space really really quick so with my house basically all it has up front is a countertop with a range and there's some cabinetry and and the furnaces up there but there isn't a ton of uh, other luxuries in that house i mean it's a fishing machine Uh, i have two jackknife couches in there that sort of they don't quite face each other but one is facing one wall and the other one's facing the other wall which i really like because what it does is instead of both uh, jackknife couches facing the same wall, you know, it's hard for one guy in on the end to talk to the other person on the end. But if you have them sort of facing the opposite right. walls, it almost feels like a dinette situation without being in a dinette situation. So everybody's got room to fish, but it, you can also be social and, and have a good conversation in there. But again, you don't have as much storage with a smaller house. Uh, you just don't have a, as much space. My house is really a two-person house. To go out there with four people, you could do it, but it would be super snug if you're going to stay overnight. Um, if you get that that yeah, bigger house, if you're the type of person that you want to go out and fish with four, six people, you're going to be wanting to look at that eight by twenty one type of house, eight by twenty two type of house. This six and a half by fourteen, it is a two person house. You can fish three in there, but it's it's starting to get pretty tight. And at four, you know you're you're all going to be everybody basically gets one hole. Um, if you like to fish with the camera, it becomes more difficult just because you've got, you know, you just don't have as much space to move around. But, again, much more mobile, much easier to pull down the highway. Uh, you start getting those big houses, it's a lot to pull down the highway. Uh, it's going to take up more gas to be able to move it, um, but that's something to think about as well.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. It, it really does. It uh oh. You, don't, you mentioned you don't have a bathroom I guess what uh, kind of was your thought process with not having a bathroom and do you have um, do you have a like a dry flush toilet that you use in the past do you have do you bed and checks that have like this bathroom with water built in or yeah, so you know, I guess like you said yeah why'd you choose to go with no bathroom?
0: yeah so with the bathroom situation uh, in a fish house most of the doors don't go all the way to the floor uh, you know most fish houses I've been in. You know, the bathroom door has probably got an inch on the top or inch on the bottom that's open. So when you're doing business in there, everyone uh, sees, smells, and hears what's going on in there. Um, and it, it, it will, the whole house will smell like that. Um, the other thing, if you go with, with a kind of a RV style type of bathroom, you've got water, you've got tanks that you're going to need to flush, you got a lot of just other maintenance and things that you're going to have to deal with. You know, right now with my house, I go out fishing, I come home, I park it in the garage or I park it in the driveway, and it's it's done. I can go in the house and do what I want to do. I don't have to do anything. If you're using that restroom, if you're using water, uh, you need to make sure that you either have a heated place to store it or you're going to have to flush all that stuff every time you're done, which is kind of a kind of a problem, kind of an issue, kind of a pain in the butt. Now a dry flush toilet, I've rented some houses with those in them and there's they're kind of nice. It takes away that water part of it. You don't have to deal with the water and basically it works like a diaper genie. Uh, there's going to be a cartridge in there. You're going to do your business. You're going to push this button and it basically kind of twists that and leaves a, an opportunity for the next person to go in there and, and kind of start fresh. Um, but again, you still have that kind of sounds and smells as it's happening in the house. So with our house, which is kind of a again, it's a smaller house. uh, We opted to not go with the bathroom. So if you're camping, um, you know, you're going to need to use the facilities that are kind of out there and available in the campground you're at. But for ice fishing, we simply, you know, if I'm going to go out for the day, I don't really do anything. But if I'm going to be out there for two or three days, I'll set up a portable outside of the fish house. I've got kind of my bucket toilet that I use. And if you kind of know that, you know, I usually around 11 o'clock is kind of my time. I'll go out and and start the heater up maybe an hour ahead of time. So it's nice and warm when I go in there, maybe even drill a hole, take some time, enjoy while I'm out there (laughs) on my own, doing my thing in there. But that's just something to think about. Um, You know, going no bathroom gives you more space in the house. Um, A lot of the, even the bigger houses, They'll just kind of have a closet in there and you could put a dry flush in there. But if you want to utilize that closet as a closet, um, just having that portable to to put outside is no problem. So it it just to me, it just made a lot of sense to kind of simplify the house. Obviously, it takes some expense out, too. It's, you know, it's cheaper to go that route, Um, but it just it's it's fine. And honestly, I use my house more of a day house anyway. So it's it's not a big deal for me. But if you're planning on using it for long, long Periods. That's something to think about. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, toy hauler, so and that's that's a big thing. Uh, people like to have their, their sure. machines out with them. Um, when you go with the toy hauler, it's great. You've got that door that pops down. Uh, one of the other advantages to those toy ha- hauler houses, as well, is if you want to use your house to move or something like that, it just gives you. Uh, kind of a space in the back of the house where you could put furniture, or whatever you want to do. So you, that's another option for you. Um, one of the things that a lot of people don't think about when they get a fish house is if they like to bring their four-wheeler wherever they're going, let's say they like to go to Mille Lacs, Well, you're going to have to have another vehicle to pull that trailer up if you don't have a toy hauler. So this eliminates right. the need for a second tow vehicle, but it does bring... You know, dirt in the house. If if you're out there and you're driving on the trails, and then you pull it in there, you're going to have dirt in the house that you have to deal with. Um, the other thing that I've seen is you just and I don't really feel like major drafts, but you do get some drafts. Um, there's kind of some metal flashing that goes around the door that freezes. You know, you'll see frost around that all the time. Uh, so when you're sleeping in the house, my one of my beds kind of backs right up to that door. Um, so you're you're going to be touching that stuff while you're sleeping. At least I do anyway. Um, so it's you'll feel that that coldness there. Um, the other thing is is in the back of the house. If you have a toy hauler, those couches have to be jackknifes, and you're going to be they're going to be up against the wall. It just takes away. You, you can't put a fridge back there. You can't put you know a full couch back there. There's just things you can't do where that toy may be parked when you pull it in a toy hauler. Um, and, and just having that couch in the back of the house is super nice. I mean, and having a window in the back of the house lets more light in if you like that. Um, it just, it, it opens up the house not having it. But again, you got to weigh that with wanting to have, to be able to pull your four-wheeler or your quad in there.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes complete sense. Like if, and the other advantage is you don't have to have two trailers Then Like I have a, in a closed trailer now, but if I wish to opt for that fish house toy hauler, I could sell my, you know, my enclosed trailer because I wouldn't have a need for that. That's nice not having to rely on having two tow vehicles if you want to bring both then. There's definitely advantages, but like you said, there's also some disadvantages too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, The other things that we just want to talk about before we wrap up here today, uh, if you're thinking about getting a fish house, you're going to need a generator. Being able to uh, get some power when you're out there. Uh, My house, I can actually run the furnace for about 12 hours without running the generator just on battery power, but if you're the type of person that wants to go out there, and most people who get a fish house, they want to be able to watch TV and do those kind of things. You certainly can get a 12-volt television, um, but that's going to wear down that battery even faster. Uh, so you're going to want to get a generator. So keep that in your budget to buy a, a nice, uh, and most people are using the suitcase generators. Uh, they like something that's going to be quiet. And I mean that's kind of one of the things that I like to do. I actually turn my generator off at night because I just don't like to listen to it while I'm sleeping. Um, so I'll kind of right. charge the house up before I go to bed and then just turn that off and just run the furnace on battery overnight. Um, but having a generator is a big thing. And the other thing you talked about, your trailer, um having something to pull that house is a big
1: deal. It it really is. I mean, you need to make sure that your vehicle, the vehicle you have can pull that house. Like don't go look at a 21 foot house. If you have a, you know, a small SUV, you know, you need to make sure you have a vehicle that can actually tow the house you're looking at. So that's kind of a a big limiting factor in your overall decision, I think.
0: Yeah. and, And I would say even, even a larger SUV, a lot of times the wheelbases are just shorter than what you'll you'll find in a truck, and having that longer wheelbase yep. is a big thing uh, for stability on the roads, especially in the winter time. Uh, you know, obviously the roads in the winter are not great. And uh, the other thing I'd say is just making sure that you have the ability to stop. Um, you know, I think at over four thousand pounds, you do need trailer brakes, and, and your your fish house will most likely come equipped with that if it needs it. Um, but being able to slow down a lot of people say, yeah, I can pull my, I can pull my fish house. It's a little wavy, but, uh, being able to stop when you need to stop is, uh, is pretty important to keep yeah. you you yeah. out of trouble. Um, it and then the is. other thing you and I were, we talking about before the show, um, I have a boat that I just bought and I, I didn't really <laughs> consider this, but, uh, it's a wider boat than i've ever owned before and it will not fit in my garage i have two eight foot doors on my garage at my house and so i have to keep it at a storage facility because i need a nine foot door for it to go through but right having a place for this fish house to go if you live in town you know it's going to be in your driveway unless you can find a storage so if and a storage isn't cheap isn't free so think about that as well in your budget if are you going to need to store it somewhere do you have a place to put it i mean if you live out in the country and you got a shed or something great Um, but just consider that as well when you're when you're factoring in your decision yeah you know
1: chris one thing we kind of neglected to talk about a little bit was hydraulics
0: Yeah, yeah why
1: i guess why would somebody want hydraulics why would they not i mean you see you know when you look at a lot of options you can have that added you know it seems like a lot of times they come standard with a crank down but you know especially with the higher end fish houses they come with the hydraulics what why i guess what's the rationale i know they're easier to put down um but you know aren't they a lot more expensive isn't there some other downfalls with having those
0: yeah so there's more weight there they're obviously they're more expensive um and one of the things with hydraulics is you're going to need a power source to run them i mean it's you know with the, with the regular hand crank you're, you're using your energy to do it, but the big thing with hydraulics, you know, I don't even think that a lot of fish houses will come with a hand crank once you get really over about 16 feet. Um, they all come with okay. hydraulics just because the heavier that house is, the harder it is to crank it by hand. Uh, just like if you have a heavy boat, it's hard to crank that thing by hand up onto your trailer, but I will say that um, it is super nice to have them and when when you go out with someone who's got that you know just to push a button and your house goes up or down like i have a hand crank on mine and again it's a smaller lighter house but just the quickness and efficiency of using those that hydraulic system is incredible you know you can pull it up and pull it down it definitely will make you more mobile it's easier to move the move the house but just know that there's going to be some more maintenance things surrounding that as well just something else that um you know you're going to have to take care of to make sure it's working at its best especially when we're out there and we're you know you're going to lake of the woods ice fishing and it's minus 10 degrees out or minus 20 or whatever it is you know it's just one more thing that you have to factor in and worry about when you're out there in those kind of conditions, right? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Blake, I think we're ready to wrap this up. Appreciate you uh, coming on today with me again and, and chatting. We uh, we really enjoy having you on the show and kind of adding your insights. Uh, I know today was a little bit out of your wheelhouse, but I uh, appreciate you kind of helping me kind of get through it and making sure that we cover all the topics and. I think we'll do some more fish and talk next week, but wanted to get on and and do some stuff on fish houses this week. So for Blake, I'm Chris. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.